Hey guys, this is Carrie Myers with Gospel Centered Purpose. Everything you need to know to live your life by design. Everyone wants to know that their lives matter and that they are making a difference in the world. This podcast was created to help you lead the life the Lord has assigned to you and called you to. A unique calling, a unique purpose just for you. Let's get started on today's episode. Hey guys, today we are going to talk about a God who sees. And a God who sees, we refer to him as Elroy. That's his name for God who sees. And it just reminds me, um, when my boys were little, I would always tell them that I had eyes in the back of my head, because that's what my mom used to always tell us. And this is kind of what I would tell them to let them know that you can't get away with anything because I see you and I see you with these little eyes that I have in the back of my head. So my body may be turned from you, but I still see everything. And I mean, could I really see everything? No, but I really truly believe that the Lord would show me with them if there was something that was not right or if they were getting into something they weren't supposed to. But the funny thing is, my son, who is now almost 17, he told me not long ago that he really did think that I had eyes in the back of my head. (laughs) So I guess the things that I was calling out in his life as a child were true. (laughs) I just think that is really funny. But I am human, and we learned in the last episode about how we are finite beings. God is... um, He is infinite. We are finite. So we have boundaries. He doesn't have boundaries. There are certain things we can and can't do. We can't see everything around us. We really can't see what our children are doing every minute of every day in every sliver of space here. But God can. He can do that because he he is not human. He is not like us. And I want to talk about, there's so many different verses in the Bible that talks about a God who sees, but I want to talk about Hagar. So Hagar was Sarah's maid servant. Sarah had been um, already been given this prophecy that she was going to bear a child, but she was tired of waiting. So she gave her husband, Abraham, which was Abram at the time, gave her maid servant to Abraham to sleep with and to conceive a child. But once this child was conceived, she was very bitter towards Hagar and sent her away. So it was in that moment where she was sent away that the Lord saw her and she went and was sitting under a tree and an angel came to her. Um, but then as the, the, as the um, angel is talking to her, You know, the angel tells her, return to your mistress and submit yourself to her authority. Um, And then just confirms that I'm going to greatly multiply your descendants so that they will be too many for you to even count. The angel of the Lord said to her further. So this is in Genesis 16, um, verse 11, if you're wondering. The angel of the Lord said to her further, behold, you are with child and you shall bear a son and you shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has given heed to your affliction. 
So he has given heed to your affliction. He sees your affliction. And then in verse 13, we see where, Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, Thou art a God who sees. So she knew this. She knew that God had seen her. For she said, I have I have even remained alive even after seeing him. So she knew this was more than an angel. She knew this was God himself and that she was given grace to stay alive even though she had seen the Almighty God. But the other thing is, um, so today we are, we're going to talk about a God who sees, but a God who also hears. And we see that with Hagar. She saw him in Genesis chapter 16, and then she hears him in Genesis 21. And we see in verse 19, and then here she is in turmoil over her son. Um, and then in verse 19, then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. Um, let me make sure that it is about her son. I believe it is her son that she was distressed about. But regardless, God opened her eyes and she saw him. Um, gave her a well of water to give her a drink. But if you look in verse 17, you see, do not fear for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. So God heard the voice of the lad. Then he opened Hagar's eyes so that she could see the well of water. So first we see in chapter 16 that she knows the God who sees. She knows the God who hears. Her eyes are opened. And then she also hears God as well. So I just want to talk about for this first second on this episode about a God who sees and a God who hears us. You know, there's another story that I'm just not thinking of, and I don't know where it's at. I'm sure it's in all the Gospels, but it is right after Jesus um, has risen from the dead, and he's walking on the road to Emmaus, and the people that are walking the men that are walking with him don't realize that this is Jesus until at the very last moment. Then they were like, they understood this. Didn't our hearts burn within us? This is the Messiah. So they were able to see him. So, um, and God to seeing our affliction all the time as well. Even if, you know, I'm reading a book that's about, just the exodus, how the Israelites came out of Egypt. And on that whole journey, God saw their affliction and he was providing for them. So he saw them all the time um, and he was hearing their cries. What difference does that make for us today? What difference would it make to have a God who sees us and who hears us? Not only that, but that a God that also we can see and we can hear. What difference does that make? You know, I remember when I first was grappling with this whole concept of a God who sees because there's so much hurt in the world. And my new um, found faith, I struggled with as a new believer, the whole idea of suffering. It's like, why, if God could see, why would all this horrible stuff happen in the world? But, you know, um, the thing that really brought me into freedom and brought me out of my own Egypt was my own suffering. Because as I went through all the things that I went through as a child and the, the things even as a young adult, 
I was able to see God in every one of those circumstances. And then I was able to pinpoint a time when, you know what, I, I actually heard him myself. And so the, the big thing about that is that we have a very personal God. This isn't a God that is a one-way communication. This is a God who yearns for us to come to him. So yes, he shows us that he sees us, he hears us, and that he wants us to see him and he wants us to hear him as well. And so the Elroy is so important for us to know that he does see everything. So we go back, you always have to go back to those foundational truths that we learned in the last episode about how he's eternal and he experienced past, present, and future together. He's infinite. He has no bounds. He has no limits. He's self-sufficient. So he doesn't need um, anything to exist. That he, We have to have air, food, water, all of that. He exists apart from all of that. And he's self-sufficient. He doesn't need us to help him in anything. He wants us to partner with him. But he is all powerful, and that's another aspect that we'll look at. Look at that will we will look at him, at his character later on as um, all powerful, all powerful God. Sorry, my words are getting ahead of me today because I'm so excited. Just about you know, it just reiterates every time I say it out loud for myself. So that's why I love doing these podcasts because it reaffirms to me the truth of it. Like wow, we do. We have a God who sees us and sees every slither of space. He is there. He is with us. He sees us. He hears us. He wants us to see him. He wants us to hear him. And he calls out to us, just like he called out to Hagar. He wants us to see him. And he does see our affliction. So I want to end with this. Um, and we'll talk more and more as we see more and more of his character at all. We don't stop talking about him as a God who sees or hears. It all culminates together as his full character as we continue to move on just into different aspects of who he is. But I do want to read um, just what I was studying in my own personal quiet time about the Israelites coming out of Egypt. Because I thought that this was so... Um, this was so good as well. Sorry, I'm flipping through my Bible right now. I'm trying to find where it is. So that would be in Exodus. I think it's 13. I could totally be wrong. 13. I think I highlighted it. So I should know where it's at. I could always pull out my journal as well. Well, oh yes, here we go. Maybe it's totally not in any of those. I'm going to have to get out my... Hmm. Y'all, I do this all the time, don't I? Okay, yeah. We're going to have to get out my journal where I wrote it down. Y'all, I'm just human here. I don't have it all in my brain. I'm not... Um, that's another thing that I've been praying for. It's just that I would learn scripture better and be able to just say it off the top of my head and when I do um, I don't do it very well because I'm always like something about something and get my words all mixed up but here we go come on I just wrote this down the other day 
I might just have to say it without. Oh, I think I just wrote it today, didn't I? Sorry, don't y'all love how I just talk to myself while I'm talking to y'all? So sorry. And Scrappy's right behind me, looking at me like I'm crazy. Scrappy's my dog, by the way. Well, I did write a verse down yesterday as I... It's uh, the same concept, so I don't... Maybe I cross-referenced it, but Jeremiah 32, 21 through 22... Jeremiah is talking to the people and saying, And you brought the people, Israel, out of the land of Egypt with signs and with wonders and with strong, a strong hand and with an outstretched arm and with great terror and gave them this land which thou hast swore their forefathers to give them, a land flowing with milk and honey. Um. So he led them out of Egypt into a land flowing with milk and honey. And what was supposed to not take so long actually took 40 years uh, because they were so stubborn. But aren't we stubborn? And isn't there a land flowing with milk and honey for us as well? Oh, here it is. Okay, I just found it in my journal. Um, I, and the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have given heed to their cry. Because of their taskmasters. Task For I am aware of their sufferings. So I came down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians. And to bring them up from the land. To land flowing with milk and honey. To a place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Pezzarites, and the Hivites. And the Jebusites. And then he also uh, says again, I have seen the oppression. And if you look up oppression, so that was Exodus chapter 3. If you look up the word oppressed, it's to squeeze, to press, to afflict, to distress. And you know, the same definition comes up as you look at subdue. We talked about that in Genesis where we're to subdue the earth. We're not to oppress the earth. That's not what God's saying. The very thing that we God has called us to do can cause oppression. Because of the way that we do it. But we're to cause, we are asked to squeeze it and mold it and yield it for its good and for it to flourish. But a lot of times we're not doing that for others or to help others flourish. So there is actually oppression that happens. And God sees that. He sees the oppressed and the afflicted. He sees when they're being held down and not able to be who he created them to be, when they're not able to flourish, when they're being pushed down, when they're being um, afflicted and oppressed. They are not able to grow and not in the soil that is causing growth and causing them to flourish. And so he sees that and he wants to pluck people out of that and into this land flowing with milk and honey. And I don't know if you've ever been plucked out of something so bad and then set in a new set in a new situation that causes you to grow and to flourish and to become more of who you know God has called you to be. But it's the most amazing feeling ever. Now, do we go back into Egypt? Do we want to go back there? Yes, we're so stubborn like the Israelites. Like, this is no good. I want to go back to what I knew before. 
that is how we are today as well. But he wants to, us to continue to train our brain for the new, for all things new that he has for us and how he wants us to flourish. He doesn't, he does not oppress. He causes to flourish. So it's just so um, encouraging to know that that is his heart. We can see that with Hagar, how his heart was not for her to be afflicted and oppressed, but to pluck her up and put her in a place of, I'm going to be with you. I see you. I hear you. And I'm going to be with you. And I'm going to show you. And I'm going to guide you of how I want you to flourish and to multiply and to increase and to fill the earth with God's glory of who I created you to be. And that is what I want you all to hear today as well. I want you to hear that. Hear it with your ears. Hear that you matter, that God wants you to flourish. He does not want to afflict you and to oppress you. He wants to pluck you out of that and place you on fertile ground. And that ground is the foundation of Jesus Christ. I just want to encourage you to seek out your relationship with Him. Continue to ask Him to give you wisdom and insight and to take steps and how to place those stepping stones in order to get to the place where He wants you to be. Because everything that has happened to us in our life, even just like the Israelites, the good, the bad, the ugly, the hard, <laughs> the joyous, the all of it, is there as stepping stones to get us to the place that God wants us to be, that land flowing with milk and honey. And so there is a land flowing milk and honey for you. And we'll talk about that again too. I don't like these podcasts to be so long because if you're like me, I'm a little ADD and so I can't hold my attention very well. But that's another thing that I want to talk to you all about. And what the Lord has been showing me, just what that land really looks like, the land that is flowing with milk and honey. So today, just be encouraged that there is a God who sees you. There is a God who hears you. There, He is Elroy. And so rest in that. Call out to Him. He wants you to see Him. And he wants you to hear Him. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Gospel Centered Purpose, Living Your Life by Design. If this has been encouraging to you, would you just share this with a friend or even give a review? I want to hear how this is encouraging you. Also, you can go to my website at simplesavvylife.com and get resources there. All of it is there for you. Don't forget the free download. So go now, go to simplesavvylife.com and I'll see you on the next podcast.